This is Beyond the Shoots. Today we catch up, see what's new, and talk about some rodeo bull riding terms. Sam and I are riding for the brand today, BTC, Beyond the Shoots. Sam, how are you this morning? Never better, Doug. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to get you back on here. It's been a while. Been about a month since we did our last broadcast um, when we wrapped up the PBR finals. Yep. Uh, Seems like we were doing something every day and then uh, <laughs> got on a hiatus. Then we went on a hiatus. Well, we are back, Sam. We are back. Um, and speaking of being back, hey, the, the podcast, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, we're on Spotify and we are on Apple Podcasts now. Makes it real easy for our listeners to get to it. And did you hear the new episodes I put out there about you when we when uh, you visited us here in Taylorsville, Kentucky, and we sat at my kitchen table and we had conversations? What did you think about the episodes that came out? Well, I did listen to the one of them and i i thought it was good but uh i might be biased <laughs> uh you know it, it it's just about life story and i was talking to my brother mike yesterday and i said you know there's so much to forget about and say oh i should have said this or i should have said that but it is uh it, it is a good thing to keep these memories and thoughts and in a secure place absolutely absolutely and that 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 is really what started it all and kind of our our uh, main priority is capturing as much of the memories that we can the history that we can and uh, the new york facebook rodeo museum page uh, really really sparked a lot of this and i think both you and i so good to to be able to get on and and capture this so I don't know if you heard, Sam, we got some new music that we've added to the podcast. What do you think of the new music? Oh, that, that guy that put that together, it just it has a nice beat. I'm not much of a music man, but uh, it gets you tapping your toes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Adds a little class, doesn't it, at the beginning <laughs> and the end? Adds a little class. Just what you always do, Doug. <laughs> no, the music adds class, Sam. The music, uh, the music. Yeah. Well, you put the music to it, so it adds the class. Uh, so that's, just what you do. That's absolutely. Basically, absolutely. I should say it's what Laura does. But, uh, well, see, she's, she's helping a bunch. That's for darn sure. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And then the BTC brand, we, we're in early stages of coming up with a logo. You know, they tell me I got to have a logo. So it all started with kind of the brand, the BTC, Beyond the Shoots, um, almost like if I had cattle, that would be my brand. You saw some early pictures of it. Just just early thoughts, Sam? I, I really like the one that has the horns coming off the B and the T. Okay, okay. And the microphone in the center and all that sort of thing. Well, yeah. well, they're telling me more, more, um, more revisions are coming. Some more ideas are coming, so um, we'll we'll get that up soon as we've got something. So, what have you been up to? You're in New York. What's what's been going on for you? Well, I've been uh, trying to make hay. The weather's been great for that. Um, fixing equipment, you know, you don't only use it through the summer, and then you forget what was wrong when you go to pull it back out and get going. So uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's been uh, 
it's good. You always want to do more than you do, but we've had good. Haven't got any that's rained on yet. Probably got a, about a hundred acres done. And I thought I was only going to do 150, but I probably got another hundred or so to go. Oh, wow. And, uh, other people say, well, can you do this for me? And you can do that. Well, I really don't have much to do. So yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and then... thank, thank goodness I had a kid that him and another boy came to me when we were rodeo and they were in high school and they, they were broke and didn't have any money and said, can we work for you? And, you know, being yeah. thinking it was a charity case and right, uh, okay. brought them on and ended up being good boys. And, uh, the one just uh, was in the union and said he'd had enough for a little bit, and and he's actually helping me, and it's oh, made wow. a world of difference. So oh, thank that's... thank the Lord that I got some help. Absolutely, that's that's good. We all need a little help sometimes, a little support. Always, always, <laughs> always. And and last time we spoke, um, you talked about Kerry winning um, winning an award. I did a little research on this. It's the Daisy Award at the Texas Health Center for Diagnostics and Surgery. And according to what I read, the Daisy Foundation created to express gratitude by a family that experienced extraordinary nursing is the international leader in meaningful recognition of nurses. Everyone who is involved with Daisy, whether they are presenting the awards, choosing honorees, or coordinating the program, is an extension of this family and their expression of this gratitude. My understanding that this award is actually nominated for a patient. Um, in other words, a patient that Carrie was taken care of uh, nominated her. So congratulations on, on that, Carrie. Well done. Yeah, I, I think, you know... Um... Carrie is very dedicated to her work and she wants to try to please everybody at it and uh, well-deserved. And I guess they give these out at every hospital across the country. So it's a pretty big to do, you know, this is nice. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And I read a little, I read, Oh, absolutely. Wonderful achievement. I read a little bit about the nomination and, that she was patient and kind and, and, and explain things in ways that the patient could understand. And boy, you know, in situations like that, if, if you or a family member goes through something pretty intense like that, uh, health wise to have an advocate, to have somebody that can support you, uh, as you go through it, that's, that's so important. Um, takes takes a lot of the worry away and the uncertainty away in, in a very uncertain time yeah and that's what she loves about this job uh she isn't in a regular hospital where she has you know all these patients to tend to i'm, I'm sure she has enough but here it's a surgery center and she could take some time with them uh, more one-on-one than than having all these people to take care of, you know. So that's what she likes is she can take her time and treat them like people. That is so important. Need to be treated. Absolutely. That is so important, and thank goodness they had her as a nurse. Well, we've been busy here. Did a little racing over Memorial Day weekend. Went to pit race. Beautiful track up around... Uh, is it uh, Carlisle, I believe, Pennsylvania, Beaver Springs, Beaver Falls, up in that area? 
Uh, just a beautiful track. Had a student up there that I worked with for two days. Uh, had a great car. 85 years old, Sam. And what, what a joy to work with. How cool. How cool to work with somebody that uh, was so interested in what was going on and wanting to learn. It was only the third time or fourth time he'd been on a track. So sitting in the right seat as an instructor, just a joy to work with. What a bucket list, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing at that age, just living his dreams and fulfilling them. You know, that that's that's huge in somebody's life, you know, to go and do what they wanted to do. Yeah. We should all think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. How can we make our time? My grandfather always said, you can make more money, you just can't make more time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh mid Ohio, we we uh so we were Saturday, Sunday at Pit Race, took the motorhome, first run of the season, stayed there for a couple nights, had dinner with Jack Lineman, Ford City oh. Rodeo, Fort Armstrong Rodeo, right? Had dinner with him. Great to catch up with Jack. Um he watched a lot of a lot of our driving, and we just had uh, just had a great visit while he was there. Just just need he could come out. Yeah, Jack's such a good guy. I actually met Jack in a like a pool hall bar dinner place back when I lived in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, just crazy. He was there on work, and I never really frequent in places but somebody wanted to meet me or do something there yeah and uh he he kind of knew my name and we got to talking and been friends ever since you know and that was probably 40 years ago maybe 45 absolutely uh, it's in it, that strange in that strange yeah. isn't that beautiful isn't that wonderful and and you think of all the relationships that you have and how many of them form through rodeo yeah and uh that's what i said when i sold out that uh i'm not gonna miss a lot of stuff but i will miss the people i met and yeah. you know seeing them There's, so many of them are great people and you know just and not just the committees but uh contestants and people that work for you you know uh, you cannot go around here or go out to dinner or something without seeing somebody that uh used to work for me and yeah you know be appreciative what what came about over the years absolutely absolutely oh let's see then we went to mid-ohio for um monday tuesday memorial day and worked with an 18 year old student that uh graduated from high school i believe, I believe this last weekend and and just great young man and you know what was interesting and we talk about your instruction of writers and and mentorship and that sort of thing um and the thing that I look for that really, that really, I guess, makes it easier is someone who's willing to listen and try some of the things you're talking about. And uh, this young yeah. man absolutely did that. Absolutely did and, that. Mm -hmm. And try them. They might not work 100% for him, but yep. uh, try them and see what works for you. You know, everybody's got different uh things that they're great at and 
especially in the rodeo world, left-handed, right-handed, you know, your balance, your timing, you know, figure what works for you. Yeah, the basics are all the same, Mm -hmm. but there's little things that make a big difference. Uh, This part where I usually ask how Dalen is, I've been following him on Facebook, Instagram. He wins London, Ontario. You were up there, Sam. You got to ride the or watch the ride. Ninety-one and a half points. Yeah, it was. uh, London's only about four hours from the house here, and it was nice. I actually Dalen was here for a few days and went up with his grandfather to the. London about a day early. He must have had some sponsorship work to do or something because he usually doesn't go a day early. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came up the next day, and it was just great. Uh, his first bowl was pretty hard to ride, real heavy. And um, get your chin down, get your chin down, you know, because yeah, yeah. he kept wanting to pick him up and rip him out of there. And he rode him pretty good, rode him really good. For what he, you know, wasn't going to be a lot of points because the bull was hard to ride. Yeah. And uh, came back and they uh, draft their bull in a short round and he picked a runner-up bull of Canada mm-hmm. and just made an outstanding ride. Bull turned back to left and rode him, kind of had him in trouble there one jump. He sat right back in the middle and, yeah, it's over now. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, spurred him around a little bit at the end, and Grandpa was really happy, and it was just a great day. Good. That's excellent. <laughs> and Dalen, you know, after not riding for a long time and getting back and winning, he looked like it was his first win. He smiled oh, year to year, and is. just uh, had the had drive in there. You could see that. Uh, it was just outstanding to see those smiles that he was putting off. That is so cool. Yeah. That is that is so excellent. And then he then he backs it up by going to Kalispell, Montana, I believe. The first stop of the twenty twenty three King of the North showdown, which he won last year. He won the year end last year for the King of the North showdown. So this is getting him into the running because it's based on points. Sam is uh, uh, there's various qualifiers. Yeah, what the King of the North is, um, Chad Berger does a series up there, which is pretty smart. Uh, it'll draw real good contestants because at the end the champion gets a hundred thousand dollar bonus, and I think there's like between. 12 and 15 events you don't have to go to them all but you have to go to a certain number i believe mm-hmm. and compete to be eligible for the hundred thousand okay and he went to two up there last week and the one he won it mm-hmm. and the other one he bucked off okay but uh got a great start and if he uh he's actually going this weekend to uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. Okay. That's another one. Okay. Now that's King. king of the North oh, series. that's King of the North also. So in Deadwood. Yeah. So, all right, we'll be watching there. It's so neat, you know, with all the social media and everything, to be able to watch these rides, you know, online. And I got to tell you, he looks so strong. 
just so strong, so confident to your point, sits up and just goes on with it and looks like he's just, you know, very, very um, just tapped in. He's ready to go. And uh, when they interviewed him up there, he was smiling mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is, this is, you know, and I guess I looked at that for more than other people because, yeah. you know, it's your, your kid. But, sure. yeah, you want to see him smiling and being happy. So he's having fun. Yeah. And if you have fun at what you're doing, you'll win. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah, we should put that on a T-shirt, Sam. Mm-hmm. Smile, have fun, you'll win. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and and speaking of winning and <laughs> excited times and smiles, Amazon Prime, the ride came out on the 31st of May. Uh, we're through episode three right now, and what a great job of connecting the Cowboys to the to their fans. What a great job. You know, we, we, we almost create these these images of these roles that these bull riders play and don't think about the lives that they have and the businesses that they're running behind the scenes and the kind of conditioning and mental thought processes they go through. And so far, I really enjoy what I'm seeing. Um, get to see a little of Dalen spread and some of these other, some of these other bull riders, um, what's happening in their lives. So I know you haven't seen it yet. You are on it. Uh, they did a, they, uh, they showed a bit from Nashville uh, during the team's event there, and, and they showed you and Carrie in the stands. Great, great job. Just a really neat job. And you were around a bit when they did some of the, some of the uh, um, when they came out and captured some of the footage, Sam? Yeah, when they came to Dalen's house and did some filming, I was the gopher boy. You know, if they needed something, I'd go for it and get it and <laughs> bring it to them. But, uh, yeah, it, it, they were very professional and uh, didn't at the time, I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. They didn't fill uh, us in really? on what it was. They okay. said they're doing, you know, filming this and so we didn't, I didn't have, maybe Dale did, but I didn't have a clue what was going on. Okay. Okay. Well, they're definitely capturing behind the scenes, which I think is the connection that a lot of people are looking for. What a great way to connect the audience to the individual. And, and as I said before, sometimes we forget these, these bull riders are individuals with their lives and their, and their, their stories and what's going on at the house. Yeah. And that's, that's what, Keeps Dale and grounded. I think is uh, what he has going on. Yeah, gets to work his cows and his dogs, and can go out and actually a neighbor that Eli worked for down there in Texas um, helped out. He had a heart attack, and I called Dale and one day. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm over here helping them <clears throat> work their cows." And uh, he said, "I'll probably do this all week for him." Oh, nice. And, uh, nice so that's just uh you know he's staying grounded thank thank the lord because it's so easy to get away from that when you've done what he's done at that age oh absolutely Uh, moving moving forward here a little bit sam um we've had some um listener questions that have come in and 
The title of the last one we put up was an episode when you were at the finals, uh, IFR, and when you went to the NARC finals. And it uh, it's called, When You Get to the Camper, Remember to Duck Your Head, is the title. <laughs> and, and in the episode, you're talking to Kenny, Kenny Phillips, uh, before he rides. And can you set that up? And the question is, what 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 what's the camper about and why does one need to duck one's head when you get there well kenny was which is carrie's brother Mm -hmm. um he was oh we were young he was probably about 19 20 years old in there somewhere and he was just about to win the world in the ipra Mm -hmm. and his last horse he was getting on i said now when you get to the camper kenny don't forget the duck. Well, this, that was to break the ice to let him blow a little and breathe. Whether it worked or not, I don't know, because he was always focused in how it was, but it made me feel good like I thought I did something. Uh, but when we get on practice horses up at Kenny's father's house, Ed, David's grandfather's, yeah. he would jack the camper up and unhook it in the arena for for like the winter i guess and uh that was a good level spot to put it <laughs> okay <laughs> it was right in there when we we're bucking the horses okay and it was the camper it goes on the back of a truck oh so it had the overhang out <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness and yeah well don't forget to duck your head when you get to the camper. You don't want to take your head off. <laughs> were, there, were there any near misses or near hits? Uh, none, none that I remember. I guess the horses were in there so much they knew about it, and it didn't matter. But uh, it was just like the first time I seen it. I said, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> you dying ain't much of a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. Well, they'll appreciate that that full story. They'll appreciate that mm-hmm. story. Um, another yeah. question, another question, uh, and there's been questions coming up around traveling. So some some cowboys traveled on their own. Some cowboys bought 21-day airline tickets and flew around <laughs> wherever they wanted to go. Um, but, but a lot of time is spent, and, and maybe back, you know, 20 years ago, maybe is a better context for this. A lot of cowboys, rough stock riders specifically, would travel together. So you had a band, you you had a car, whatever it may be. And the question that came in is how did you organize the truck, the van, the car, the load, who's getting in where? Because not everybody got in at the house. You might pick up someone in... You might leave New York and pick up someone in West Virginia, for example. And the question is, how did you organize the truck before cell phones? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, you, you had, uh, like, towards the end of my career, I traveled with Howard and Clinton Sesta most, mostly. Yeah. And they were from, oh, right, Pennsylvania at the Maryland border. So they're about six hours south of me, mm-hmm. kind of do right due south. Yeah. And so we'd, we'd get in touch with each other and say, okay, we're going to meet at a truck stop out in, oh, um, 
Mercer, Pennsylvania. Okay. That's where we'd meet most of the time because we'd start out going, you know, heading towards the west. So we, we'd meet there and, okay, you'll be there. We'll be there five in the morning, for example. Yeah. And uh, so that's what you did. And if they weren't there, you waited. If you weren't there, they waited till <laughs> they couldn't wait anymore. And <laughs> and then they go, you know. Okay. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it, you didn't think about it because it's what you did back then. <laughs> right. You know, you had right. things set up ahead of time. And if something happened, like you left somebody at a rest area because <laughs> you didn't know and took off and didn't realize it. They didn't yeah. couldn't call you and say, come, "Hey, come back! You forgot me." Right. So right. Uh, it might. <laughs> they had to figure it out how to get get back, and uh, that happened. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so then we started counting heads and <laughs> make sure everybody was in the vehicle. <laughs> uh, I remember some of those stories. The, the one of the fellows might be in, asleep on the back in the bed in the in the van, and you assume he stayed in at the at the rest stop. Yeah. And he got mm -hmm. out. <laughs> and went to the bathroom and yeah. uh, he, he had lots of time to go to the bathroom yeah, after that <laughs> oh my goodness it may take a while for the for the truck figured out oh my goodness he's not with us where's paul where's paul <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right and what what i wanted to get to today customer comments or customer comments listener 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 comments and questions there's been some questions come in around some of the terms and i'd like to start um just starting to lay out some of these terms um so if you've got time sam let's um we're going to talk a little bit about what i call rodeo terms pbr terms bull riding terms whatever you want to call them so let's start with the money so there's prize money and there's a payout and what that means is after you ride, if, you, if you're in the money, if you've placed, and correct me if I'm wrong, a typical rodeo maybe in Pennsylvania or New York might pay for places? Yeah. Um, the payout in the PRCA, it always pays for places, whether it's five riders or... Mm -hmm. 25 riders okay well i say always pays mm -hmm. they they pay four places and then it first pays over a certain amount it'll mm -hmm. go up from there okay but uh yeah typical smaller rodeo will pay one through fourth one through 40 30 20 10 percent that is the prize money mm -hmm. which is put in by the rodeo committee mm -hmm. or the stock contractor, but basically it's a rodeo committee no matter what, because uh, whether they're paying for it in the contract, a lot of times I put it in there that I would pay it, mm -hmm. but I added it on to the price of the rodeo. I see. That way they didn't have to deal with it. And um, and that added money is published. So if I'm looking at rodeos that I might go to over a few weeks. It'll say five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars added money. Correct. And if it says a thousand dollars added money, mm -hmm. that goes into the pot first. Okay. Then the contestants will pay an entry fee, which is on a scale from how much prize money's put in. Okay. So if there's a thousand added, the entry fee might be sixty dollars. Okay. If there's 
10,000 added, the entry fee might be $250. Okay. You know, it's all scaled out to whatever mm-hmm. is done. Okay. And then they take all that money together, take off anywhere from 6 to 10% for the sanctioning fee. So uh, goes so this, back to the association. Okay. So the APRA, the PRCA, the IPRA, they get their cut for for the sanctioning. Correct. Okay. And then the rest is divvied up between the winners of the event. Okay. Uh, okay. On a scale like if it's phase four places, it's 40, 30, 20, 10% for fourth place. Okay. So, okay. So then. Getting into the event, um, and we've talked a little bit about, you shared when you went to Gary, there were multiple go-rounds. So the rodeo, let's say, started on a Wednesday, ran through a Sunday, and they said, you're going you're gonna to compete in two, two rounds. What does that mean, Sam? Um, that means you'll compete twice, uh, two different days. And uh, usually if it's, uh, like you said, Wednesday through Sunday, you might ride Wednesday and then uh, Friday, mm-hmm. and they would pay money each each day in each go round. Okay. So, and then in the PBR, they they typically have two or three long goes or or rounds competition, and then they'll take back the top ten or top twelve into what's called a short round or a final round. Yeah. Um, so what they do, if it's a two-go round event with a short go mm-hmm. with the top 12, mm-hmm. they'll take everybody's scores of people that rode twice, they'll add them up and say seven people rode two bulls. Mm-hmm. Well, they automatically go to the short round because their total is higher than anybody else's. And if uh, and they might take the next five point wise. If you're oh. 93 points, you'll come back and get in the short round. Okay. Uh, so they'll take the next five highest scores, and those 12 people will compete in what we call a short go round. Okay. And that determines who's the champion for the weekend. Their points are added together on every bull that they ride mm. and the highest one on the three the two rounds plus the short go is your champion okay and then those total points is what's historically been called the average or the the grand total or the aggregate do you have yeah yeah um old terms it's the average you know i won the average yeah uh, now they're use an aggregate because I guess it's the correct term because mm-hmm. I guess to be an average it's supposed to be added together and divided or something like that <laughs> by but the number of I, yeah yeah I still use the average when they first started saying aggregate what the heck are they talking about it's the average it's <laughs> right, the average right. but uh yeah it's the the total on the three bulls is your the highest total is your champion yeah yeah so so at a rodeo you produce, let's say in New, in New York or Pennsylvania, what would happen, APRA, IPRA, if no riders rode in a round, what would happen to the money? 
Oh, different associations have different rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, say, nobody rides in event, say the rodeo, the whole rodeo in the TRCA, there's no qualified bull rides mm-hmm. at that rodeo. Um, the money is split back up between the contestants. All of the contestants. Yeah. Buck off oh. one second. Right, right yeah. for seven point five seconds. You get the same guy that bucked off of one point two seconds. Okay. Uh they'll take out their sanction fee and divide it up between the rest of the everybody that was entered in that rodeo. Okay. And divide it evenly. Okay. Now okay. at the IPRE rodeos, yeah. If nobody qualifies, the money goes back to the committee or the stock contractor really uh they they give it to to them for bucking everybody off okay (laughs) okay (laughs) did that ever occur i mean you'd put on a lot of rodeos did that ever occur yeah um it 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 has i didn't like it Mm -hmm. i I like the money don't get me wrong because you know but my my job was to sell tickets for next year yeah yeah entertain the crowd and they love it when they ride right and right my theory always was you know i wanted to ride 30 percent of bulls okay so if there was 10 riders i wanted to have three rides you bet uh because when you listen to the crowds it's uh when they ride they love it absolutely and you know uh, so that that was my goal okay every performance i wanted to ride 30% 30% of the bulls. Okay. Didn't always happen. A lot of times it didn't happen. Right. But uh, thank goodness I had Dalen. That's what I was going to say. Filling at the end. Absolutely. Uh, Let's sell it on yeah. this, Dalen. It's all on you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to throw a steer and Dalen to ride a bull. Yep. Raymond to ride a bronc. Yeah. We, we, we can get by some situations. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So what? What if one there was only one rider in a round? And I guess I know the answer because we saw this at the PBR World Finals, the short go. Um, Josh Frost was the only one to ride. He got all the money. Is that pretty typical? That is the norm now. Okay. Yes, okay. if you're the only one to qualify, you get all the money. Okay, and in uh, most every association, it, it, it is that way. And and a lot of these associations, the standings are built on dollars one, not like the PBR where they they focus more on points. You know, you're, you're awarded event points. Um, does all that money count towards my year end standings if I'm the only one that wins and it pays two thousand dollars? Because yeah, I I take all the money. In the event, yes. <laughs> now, this is going to get a little tricky. Okay. Uh, if, if you're a bull rider, say you're Stetson Wright, and you're the only one to ride, and you win $5,000. Okay. Well, that you you just got $5,000 towards your bull riding world championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but here's yeah. the tricky part. Yeah. In the all-around, he would just get what? First would have paid if oh, really? everybody would have rode. Really? So okay. it, it takes away the that. Okay. And there was a 
when Dalen won the first frontier all around his rookie year or on a permit on his permit i guess mm -hmm. there was some controversy well they couldn't count points right this can't be you know and uh, they had to double check things and uh, came out no they were right they just gave him points for what he would have won that because he was the only one to ride all right sam um can end a podcast without asking where's colton what's he up to well um when i talked to colton the first part of the week he was going somewhere every day this week uh hasn't had any luck he was uh yeah i've been in the slack most of the time and last night he was in cleveland texas and said he doesn't think he'll place and you know and that that's rodeo it, mm -hmm. it's tough out mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. everybody's good and he's just gotta try to stay focused and do what he knows how and it'll work out but uh in the meantime it's uh life of hard knocks out there banging heads with the best bulldoggers in the world and it, it'll come it's just gonna take time yeah that's all and and he's feeling good is he healthy all healed up from his from his horn in his shoulder and his armpit yeah he he says he's doing he's he feels good he's doing well and he hasn't been drawing good but uh that's the one thing about the rodeo world when you draw good you better take advantage of it yeah it's, yeah uh it doesn't happen you know every day yeah yeah and uh it'll come around it's just uh just got to keep fighting for it absolutely absolutely and and how are the how are the how are the horses coming the the, the several that he's got in training right now how's he doing with them they are nice horses mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And of course, I'm up here in New York, and he's down there, and I don't get to see him riding them, but uh, they are nice horses, and uh, he said they're really good. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Well, in the future, I think maybe we want to step through all the horses he's got, maybe talk a little bit about bloodlines. That's coming up more and more these days, the breeding programs. Um well, good. I, I let's root for let's root for Colton. Keep him healthy. Keep him happy. Keep him keep him turning them steers. Yeah, and he'll do it as long as he can. I'm sure it's in his blood, and he loves it. So uh, it'll be good. Okay. Anything else, Sam? Before we say goodbye. I think we covered a lot, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did. And I hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as Sam and I enjoy doing it. If you do, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the word. To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Remember, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. This is Beyond the Shoots. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox and Sam Swearingen. Thank you for listening.